back to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. We have some special guests in the house today, and that is Jay and Helen from the Awakened Now What Podcast. So if you don't know them, Helen is actually a holistic health coach, and Jay is actually an awakening coach. And they are on a spiritual path, and their mission is to promote spiritual curiosity and to help provide detailed information to you and also build a community. And in our conversation, we dive into all sorts of topics. We start off first with talking about, you know, the spiritual awakening process. And they're able to give us a little bit of what to expect and some tips and tricks on navigating the spiritual awakening that many of us are having. And if you already went through a spiritual awakening, we also talk about like the different levels of this process, so to speak. So it'll definitely give you a lot of insight. And then we dive a little bit deeper and we talk about intuition and mythical creatures. Oh my gosh, that is such an interesting part. And then we even talk a bit about aliens and also pyramids. And let's not forget the third eye chakra. So this is definitely an episode where you are going to want to put on your seatbelt because we are going for a crazy a metaphysical ride with Jay and Helen. Let's listen in right now. All right. Thank you so much, Jay and Helen, for joining me. I'm so happy that we were able to meet up yet again. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. It was great to be on here. Yes, I had so much fun on your podcast. And in case everyone doesn't know, I'm going to link that episode in the show notes because it was so much fun. So you guys both host the Awakened Now What podcast. And one thing I wasn't able to ask you before is, how, why? Like, why did you create this podcast? What is the story behind it? I'm dying to know if this is about your own awakening journey. So I basically had a crush on JR's voice <laughs> when he sent me a recording <laughs> of his, a session he had with a galactic historian. And I said, JR, would you like to, like, have you ever thought about podcasting? And he just took, ran with it and said, what if we podcast together? And at that point, it was because we had, um, started to build our friendship on our spirituality and how we both are we're at a very similar level and integration as well and so in JR's experience he felt alone when he had to go through it and he didn't want that for anyone else and I immediately picked up on that and a lot of my soul's purpose is around creating communities and changing the way things are seen and so putting those two together, we were like, we need to create a community. We need to boost them somehow. And it started as the podcast and we're growing more and more every day. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that's one thing that I always talk about too. It's like, I feel like a spiritual people, if you will, we're almost like outcasts from society. And it's like, we have to find our true homes. So they can definitely reach out to you guys if they're feeling alone, but do you have any other tips and things like that? If they are feeling alone, like no one understands them, what they can do? I would say continue to uh, look online for community. There's before when, when I went through my spiritual awakening, I didn't have Instagram, I didn't have Facebook, and I was kind of going it alone, reading, going through the books. All like there's there's a plethora of books that you can read, but you can only read so much without you know reaching out to people for their own insight. So I would say the online community when I when I found these online spiritual communities on Instagram and they were kind of confirming and reaffirming 
things that I was personally going through. I was like, yes, this is, this is perfect. This is, this is the information that I need. These are the people that I need to go to, to seek solace and, and comfort, you know? Yes. Just keep on looking for like their home. There are, there's a lot out there too. And there's, there's so much, uh, community out there that will give you the resources that you need to get through this, the awakening process. And then, so talk to me a bit more about the awakening process. Like, do you guys have like a definition of what you think that is? Or are there any symptoms um, that you might see if you are quote awakening? I think the biggest one we talk about in our, that we, I think the biggest one that comes up often when JR and I chat is just like um, recognizing that everything you thought you knew is not it. And then you just feel like, Oh the my whole gosh. world is flipped the fuck upside down. Like the matrix, like the, yes. the, the veil has been lifted. Yes, the veil has been lifted. This invisible veil that was always there that was created by the mind and now has been broken through. I mean, my girlfriend watched the matrix the other night and it's like, it's so crazy how much truth is in that movie. And this is what I always say to everyone who, all my friends, even family members, what the trying to describe what the awakening actually is it's that point where you have accessed um, a higher awareness to your of your interconnection to all that is every like throughout my whole life I always thought I was separate I was a small piece to the puzzle I was a small person in this infinite universe and then when I it was the point when I realized wow I am the universe everyone is projections of each other one single mind split into infinite <laughs> isn't that i feel too like for me it gave me so many answers it gave me even answers to questions i didn't even know i had and even like logically it makes sense and i think that's kind of crazy isn't it that spiritual stuff you know where it's given this you know taboo you know this stereotype of being woohoo when it's like wait a second no this makes the most sense it all makes sense yeah right it all make after you go through the awakening it, it all makes sense i was never a spiritual person before this ever i was probably slightly more religious than anything and um after my awakening man just went down the fucking rabbit hole <laughs> yes and how like how did you go down that rabbit hole was it just like youtube videos and books and knowledge and you know learning from others or uh, so I had one mentor. Her name is Terry Smith. She's actually she was a guest on season one uh, on these Sajid episodes, and I, it was mainly books, mainly books, just reading and reading and reading. The information is out there, people. The information is out there to learn, and it's whether you choose to go on that path or not. You can go down the rabbit hole forever. <laughs> There's so much information out there. That is so funny. I think I did the same thing too because. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many books have I read? Like I even go into Barnes and Noble section and I am like, dude, like I'm almost, I got into all of this. But is there one particular book, either you or Helen, just it really stood out to you that is that really made a profound effect on, you know, your journey? I don't know that I have one because while JR had a lot of informative um, experience in his Awakening mine was very experiential because I, yeah, because <laughs> I did the God Molecule 5-MeO-DMT and felt being part of everything. 
And even in ecstatic breath work as a daily practice, like touching that feeling every single day, um, that's how I'm reminded of our spirituality because you can ego dissolution just through breath work. Um, but we are like so cling onto our ego that it's hard for people to do. <laughs> you just said something that I know that a lot of listeners are like, it sounded like jibber jabber. What, what was that? You were like the God 5D something, something, something. Can you, ex- can you slow down, say that, and then explain what that is? <laughs> yeah, of course. So 5-MeO-DMT is a, I smoked it and how they extract it is they shoot the, like a venom from a frog on the onto a plexiglass and then they scrape it and then they make the crystals and so dmt is the molecule that's ayahuasca gets converted to and dmt is released actually naturally in the body when we're about to die so it's like when you hear people about near-death experiences and they have that euphoria that bliss um that's dmt but when you add a 5-meod um which is a methylide oxidized methyl onto DMT. Um, While ayahuasca is a like eight hour experience, 5-MeO DMT is like a 15 minute experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in 15 minutes, I went from 3D physical body to the infinite. And and so when I came back, it was like, um, it was definitely a rebirth because I was like, oh my gosh, hands, Um, like light, like what is everything? Do you remember um, like what happened when you left and you had that experience for those 15 minutes? Yeah, the best way I can describe it is, so let's plop you into the ocean and then your form just dissolves into everything that is the water. <laughs> I've had friends who have had that experience before and it's like definitely... Um, quite an experience so then that experience kind of led you into you know other like modalities and things like that just exploring it yeah for sure oh I love that I love how you talked about breath work as well because I feel like I'm like Jay where it's like oh yeah I'm a a bookworm I love knowledge I love absorbing it but there's a lot of people who are like oh my gosh I cannot read a book (laughs) and so (laughs) and I think that you're also giving them permission to to try different things because I'm not sure about you guys but so many people are like well I don't know what I like and it's like explore it's not like you know it's not like you are you have rules and regulations where if you like astrology then you can only do astrology and you can't like learn about anything else (laughs) right there's an infinite amount of ways to approach this journey there's no one right way you know and that's kind of what i tell my clients is there's there's no one right way uh pick and choose pick and choose and, and and go towards what your intuition is telling you to and then you'll find your path. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no, I mean, prescription. And you kind of asked me a similar question, but I want to ask, uh, ask both of you guys too. So following your intuition, but if you are so disconnected from your intuition, how do you follow it? Is there any little tidbits mm-hmm. or tricks and things like that, that you guys might have? I I can be honest and say that I am really just developing my intuition. So for the listeners out there who feel like, yeah, they're totally disconnected. It was a journey for me too. And like, like you said, just try everything. There's different ways to try. Like, like you can start like small with like, oh, 
what should I be eating? <laughs> or what is the next thing to do in the next moment? It doesn't have to be a grand, big intuition of like, I know that that person's my forever person. Like, <laughs> start small. <laughs> start small, baby steps. Um, we all know like breath work and meditation, of course. Um, I would say for those who are just starting out, listen to one of your favorite uplifting songs and just get in that zone. Get in that zone. Don't even think. Just get in that zone. Feel that vibration. Feel that high vibe. And listen to, to a couple in a row and see how you're feeling. See how you're feeling. You Then you've achieved reaching that high level of vibration, right? Just from listening to that song. And your intuition is already jacked up just from that, that process. Uh, and then kind of play around with it. Experiment. Like, uh, what's, uh, what's coming up today? what's what what can i expect or if if you're planning uh planning or planning a goal i guess or planning for the next week have that give you the next steps of your path that is amazing you're so right, oh, right? sometimes yeah that the music just touches your soul you know yeah. and yeah. It's so funny. Um, I recently had an event where I did mediumship, you know, in a gallery setting. It was still online, but I get very nervous because I have people looking at me. You know what I mean? Instead of like just one person, now I have 10, 15 people, whatever, looking at me and they are hanging on every word I say. And I got really nervous right before. And what I did was I just turned down the music and I danced and stuff like that because I know it really helps, you know, raise your vibration. And Very everything fun. went amazing. Like right afterwards, just like you said, I felt connected. I yeah. felt better. I didn't have the nerves anymore more so right. it's it's amazing when um when you hear someone else say the exact same thing that helped you yeah. and you're like yes you know right. it resonates yeah it's like it, it automatic for me automatically when i listen to that like high vibe music it's like i'm dancing already you know yes. <laughs> my, my head's cleared and I'm like oh, okay uh now i know what to do with, with whatever situation i'm going through yes and i have a question too um you, i think that on one of your podcasts or maybe during one of our conversations you were talking about the third eye Yes. Do you have experience or knowledge in that, like that you could um, share with us about like what it is, what it means, all that jazz? Yeah, uh, the third eye chakra. So the pineal gland. When you this is uh, I learned this from the great Dr. Joe Dispenza's. When you take the brain right, and you split it down the middle, and you see that little it looks like a pine cone, it's a little pine cone. And have you ever seen the eyes of Horus? No, what is no. that? It's, it's, it's a, it looks like an eye. It's an eye. It's a symbol. Um, and it's like it's a basically a representation of the pineal gland when it when the brain is split down the middle and you actually see it on on the side. And what it does is it is the it is said to be the doorway to multidimensional consciousness. Um, it's your sixth sense basically. So you have your five senses and it's it's the one that you can actually perceive outside of time and space and throughout our lives it's been the higher ups the higher the powers that be know this and kind of want to shield our power away from ourselves and through our toxic metals in our foods the florida and our water uh it's been it's been uh, what's the word i'm looking for diminished calcified calcified perfect thank see that's why helen is my partner <laughs> so I'm like, what is that thing? Calcify to decalcify the pineal gland. It, it's it's it'll take it takes work. It takes work, and it's it, it's eating the right foods, 
drinking drinking fluoride free water being in the right environment not like little to no pollution which there's it's hard to find in america uh and breath work also activates pineal gland meditation activates pineal and there's there's uh many ways to achieve that and so what dr joe Dispenza actually uh describes is when you're doing breath work right and you're doing that intense breathing so what it's doing is it's causing pressure on your spinal cord causing the spinal fluid to shoot up and as you as you continue to breathe and and the and achieve that pressure on that spine the fluid goes up and up and up and up and up straight through the brain shooting to the pineal gland and then activating it so that's what they call a kundalini awakening and it's not really spinal it is spinal fluid in layman's terms but it's 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 kundalini energy in the body Thank you so much for explaining that, because I think that many of us have heard it, but we never heard it, you know, especially with that many, that much detail. And one thing I like to add too is that a lot of what you're saying is backed up by science too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the calcification of the pineal gland, you know, we are seeing a lot of that kind of thing. Um, maybe not in the pineal gland, but in other areas of the brain for like dementia patients and things like that, where they notice that calcification on it. Um, and isn't it funny that fluoride is one of like the main contributors to that, and it is in everything crazy it, it's it's been deemed safe for for how long for forever and the people left the fda i mean we might be getting into too much <laughs> we can go down the rabbit hole <laughs> i love it i'll just yes. leave it as it's been safe it's not safe exactly everyone can use their own discretion things like that but you know i even told my son you know when he goes to the dentist and they ask him for a fluoride treatment because you know he's going to be 20 years old and i'm just like hey it's it's up to you what you want to do you know it's your choice you never had one your whole entire life <laughs> um you lived this long but yes i feel like um using your own discernment and your own judgment with all the information that you have um, but I just think that's really funny that there's more and more people who are having trouble connecting to themselves, their intuition. And then there's also maybe some other things that's going on um, that could be um, blocking that or diminishing that. Right. So do you have anything else about like the third eye, the pineal gland, the kundalini energy that so many people feel that they are being blocked in now? Do you feel like some of those things could actually block it? Is there other things? And is there anything that they can do to unblock it? That was a loaded question. Sorry about that, but <laughs> we all die now. Usually it happens when it's supposed to, but usually one's fear is one's block. And so that can always inhibit that from activating. Also, people have to understand that if they want it activated, they have to accept what comes after. Because not a lot of people are ready to accept, right, Helen? What comes after? What comes after, Helen? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we're scared now. We don't, we don't know what's happening. Downloads. All the all the spiritual downloads. It's all the the, the new meanings and realizations. Yeah, for yeah. that, Helen. <laughs> we want to know more. So I I mean on that to piggyback off that it's important that you like almost accept the journey like recognize that this is what you're showing up for now that you're leaving the matrix behind and that you're saying yes to a new life um stuff that you may not be ready for <laughs> to be uncomfortable <laughs> 
Right. And you're going to be scared. And you're going to have to deal with that. Fear. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to deal with that fear and you're going to be scared again. And you're going to deal with more fear. It, it, look, this is not for the average Joe. We all, we all took this journey, you know, yeah. willingly and volunteered for it. So it's not, there's parts, parts of it that aren't fun. And that's, that's, that's the way it's going to be. Sorry, I'm not, I don't mean to scare anyone out there. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of being, being blunt and straightforward, but it's, it's not for everyone. It's not for, it's not for everyone. But I feel that the people who are hearing this right now are part of like our group that was sent yep. here to like actually go through this. And yeah. it can be scary, especially the scariest part for me was not knowing, you know what I mean? Like not knowing what was going to be happening in my journey. And I remember just profound things happening in my life and they weren't even bad. They were just like crazy. And I remember just standing in my room trying to wrap my head around, you know, experiences that just happened and things that just happened. And it was almost like unveiling the matrix. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the world as I know it is different. You know what I mean? And in my my experience, in much of a good way, but an overwhelming way. Does that make sense? So, (laughs) but I also don't want, just in case anyone is like scared. (laughs) Right, don't be scared. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably going through it or about to go through it. Yes. Okay. And I think we already talked about it. The number one thing is maybe getting that community support. So you know that you're not going crazy, that you are, you know, you are right where you need to be. And there's going to be um, light at the end of the tunnel. It felt like to me, like there was a big hump, you know what I mean? Like almost like an an awakening before things started becoming almost normal. Like this is my new normal. (laughs) Did the same thing happen to you or is it up and down? That's happening all the time. The something JR and I like to talk about is it's not that we had one awakening experience. It's that there was one that was shocked us into waking up and then we like keep waking up because who JR and I are today are totally different from a year ago when we started our podcast and just more light, more uplifting sense. And then um, when people are showing up for their own awakening, um, just, just accepting things as they are. I think that's probably the biggest clue. Cause every time you resist, like you're going to put yourself back into f- too much fear. And then when you can accept the fear kind of gets counterbalanced because as much fear and intensity of fear, you think you have, you you can feel that much joy and bliss and euphoria too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now do you use the term or do you think it's an appropriate term? Um, ascension? like you are ascending, like, do you feel like every time like you awaken again, that's like an ascension almost? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, every, every time you expand to a higher level of awareness, you achieve a new level of consciousness. That's, that's one's ascension. People are ascending and they don't even know it. And even when you're going through, like, I remember Terry Smith, she said, even when you're going down, you're, you're still going up. So it's like experiencing those, that polarity of the negative and the positive of the expansion journey. I think you're still ascending no matter what. All of time is ha- we know all of time is happening now, right? It started and it's ended. And we all know uh, we are back into what they call, scientists call base reality, where it's not illusion, where we're all one, we're all formless, we're all changeless, we're already there. So we're, we're ascending no matter what, we're gonna get there. It's just- yeah. The, the individual journeys and paths uniquely individually that, that we all is, experience. Wow. 
That is so true because anytime that we go through any of our challenges and things like that, you know, we usually come out the other side, you know, almost like more aware, you know what I mean? More experienced, you know, we can offer even more to maybe even help others who are going through something similar and things like that. So that totally makes sense. And I actually have this analogy that I have to share with you and anyone who's listening who didn't hear it, but what it feels like to me is that we're in that video game Mario Brothers, you remember that? And we're going through and we are going up and down and, you know, we're doing all this stuff and we might go ahead and we might, you know, go down that hole and then come back out. But at the end, we jump and we hit the flag and we come down and then we run into the castle. And that's how I feel like, okay, you have completed this part, but then you're starting in a new level you know, and that is like how ascension is because it's like, okay, now you're done. And now here's a whole new little level for you to play. Like, fuck, when is it? In? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Shit. <laughs> like the exactly. ebb, right? You're right. The ebbs and flows and ebbs and flows of it. It's like, okay, what am I going to get done with this? And, you know, I feel like recently I went through my own um, ascension, if you will, that seemed a little bit more obvious than maybe some of them that I've had in, in a long time. And it's so funny because it's like, I'm getting these ideas and I'm getting these downloads and things are so clear. And I'm looking back and I'm like, how did this not come to my mind? You know what I mean? all the rest of the time it was not even on my radar like i swear people were looking right at me saying these words for these ideas and it was not coming to me and now it's like like i i feel like i have the answer to everything i feel like i have my life purpose i feel like oh my gosh just wow and helen you are shaking your head and you're nodding your head and i need to know what is in your mind right now <laughs> yeah i just resonate so much with that because we just don't know we don't know what we don't know. So that includes how we were blocking ourselves or how we aren't seeing other sides of the coin uh, or other sides of anything really. And every time we ascend, it seems that we have more capacity to hold more. And that's why you're getting the downloads and we can come from a wider perspective. And I don't know, the journey is yeah, it's beautiful, right? Like you're you're feeling it, Heather Danielle. I can tell. Yeah. And even with your hand, and as you were talking, it seemed like you are making like a spiral staircase, which is like hey, you're going up different steps, and now you can see more and more and more. As more as you go up, your um your visual, if you will, looking down expands. Cause that's what I was picking up and that just, it makes so much sense. It's really exciting as well. Um, and I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about what else is going on, but you know, on this new level, but I, like, um, like Jay had said, you know, just go with the flow, you know what I mean? And, um, and follow where you're being led and that will lead you to where, you know, you need to be. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So I feel like you've answered like all my questions so far. Um, <laughs> Is there any other like tidbits or anything else that's coming to mind that you feel like you need to share with us? Uh, Is there anything that helped you? Any experiences that you would want to share? I feel like Helen has something. <laughs> I feel like there's a story that you should share or something. Is there a story that has come to your mind when we were talking and you haven't said? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I have many, but something that's helped me that may help um, other people. Um, okay, so believe it or not, I used to be like really shy and really timid and would not speak, but lo and behold, I'm on a podcast today. <laughs> and sometimes, uh, and usually what is your challenge 
which will be <laughs> which your awakening will like bring to your face like it's gonna blow up at you all the time usually that challenge is your greatest purpose for all of us and if you show up and like love yourself and accept that that's what it is for you to be here in this version <laughs> of our world like you will uplift all of us um and hopefully you guys can hear that in the power of my podcast with JR and all the things that I'm doing that now does use my voice that does require me to be in front of people oh my god I just that was so awesome because I love that too because me and my husband were talking about that something very similar like the other day and it was because you know look at Prince you know what I mean and look at Kevin Hart you know what I mean and they were very very short men you know what I mean but by society standards you know what I mean they shouldn't be you know attracting lots of women and things like that because women love tall and dark and handsome and things like that and they were they're not these guys but it's like people fell in love with them you know what I mean and it's like they fell in love with them no matter what and it was like you know if Kevin or um Prince you know went ahead and had this hang up and felt like oh I'm not good enough because I'm too short and things like that no one's ever going to think I'm cool you know like look at that just think about them you know so whatever little thing that you have that might be your key to you know helping other people there's other people that are you know like that I know that are listening to you Helen and are like oh my gosh she's timid too and she's like doing all all this and not everyone's like Heather and you know jabber jaws and you know what I mean okay in front of everybody um I feel like so many people you know even look at people like me and like oh well only those kinds of people can you know make an impact and you know do certain things and it's like no so it's like two messages in one if that makes yeah yep. yes okay <laughs> hopefully that um hopefully that made sense oh my gosh okay so you know, we're just moving on now. Before you go, I'm going to put all the links to, you know, your website. Well, actually your podcast, right? Because I feel like it's so amazing. But one thing I noticed with your podcast, especially with season two, is that you guys are really talking a lot about extraterrestrials. You know what I mean? We're talking about aliens. We're moving up in the sky, which is something that I am not, you know, an expert on at all. So um, can you give me a little bit of tidbits of what you guys have talked about so far to let everybody else know and what they can that they can expect in those episodes yeah uh so our episodes on aliens et and aliens ets and our cosmic origin with ishmael perez he is a galactic historian he is a person that can read the akashic records and basically in those episodes we talk about galactic history galactic origins and the history behind it all the true some of the true history behind it all um there's uh, there's so much to even get into i would just say for for those who are interested in learning more about our galactic history be open-minded drop yeah. everything that you know about what you've learned currently because it's probably incorrect about the universe <laughs> oh, i love it i love it yeah. Um, and I wanted to bring that up just because there's so much going on in our society right now, a lot of things going on in the news and, you know, I mean, a lot of things like that. And I feel that if people get your perspective or see, you know, that interview that you did, um, it also might give them a little bit more answers and yeah. it would make it a little bit less scary. And then of course, it's always very interesting. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, every, whenever someone hears the term aliens, it's just like, oh, you know, that antenna goes up. Um, we were aliens. I think the alien, the term alien is derogatory. We were created by higher ups in the cosmos 
we, I mean, for the listeners out there, this is even stated in the, in the episodes, we weren't created, we didn't evolve from apes. We didn't evolve from apes. And if take that as you will, and let that lead you down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love it so much because this is giving their brain, you know, everyone is like really thinking now because like all of a sudden I'm thinking about the pyramids, you know, and, you know, Stonehenge and then you're Ooh, just like- pyramids. Uh, so they were created, uh, this is what I learned, they, and throughout one's journey on the researching path, you're going to find different answers. I think the purpose is to, to learn as much as you can to, to build a bigger discernment on the truth because there's, there's never going to be one correct answer. You're going to have different people saying different things. So just be aware of that. Pyramids, though, apparently were created in the sixth dimension, right? Were then lowered into the third and then solidified into pyramids. So there's a little unique info. Wow. <laughs> right? It's crazy shit. Crazy shit. Because it makes sense. Like my husband is very like analytical. He's very smart. He understands science. And I didn't get to go with him. But when he went to see the pyramids, he was like, there's no way. He was no. like, this is literally no. impossible. He's like, we wouldn't even be able to do this right now with all the technology that we have. So that, wow. Man. And what, what do they teach in this, in the history books? Uh, pulley systems? No. <laughs> no. I feel like they had to try to throw something to make it stick. It like, oh, here, here you go. Here you go. Just, let's just say it's that and people will believe it, which has worked for thousands of years. That makes me think of Machu Picchu because like it's, oh. I've been there. I don't know if you guys have been there, but like it's so in a mountain, like the way that these large stones that they have there for the structure, like also no way. Oh my God. Yeah. No way. I um, looked that up. That is amazing. I never heard of that before. I mean, look up. For the listeners out there, look up the, the Nephilim. These are the giants, the, the 15 to the 30 foot beings who were inhabited Earth and were actually some of the builders behind the largest um, uh, spectacles on Earth, Stonehenge pyramid, some of the pyramids. Uh, what's, the, what's the Machu Picchu thing called? The... Uh. Statue? Is it a statue or is it oh, a monument? Oh, no, like the whole Machu Picchu temple. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. Yeah. And I just have to say to everyone's listening because they're like, oh my gosh, are these people going off the the rails or are what? These okay. Crazy? But one thing is like, I know when I, you know, started opening up and everything, it was, you know, fairies, are fairies real? And it was like, I had to wrap my mind around it. And then I came out the other side, like, why aren't they? And so it's like, if you can start believing just a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, you know, then all of a sudden, like things might start opening up your perspective, almost like that staircase, like you were, you know, we kind of were talking about Helen. And so I feel like you said, Jay, already stay with an open mind. You know what I mean? Like things aren't always what they seem. Any mythical creature you can think of. Unicorns. Um, what's another one? Dragons. Dragons. They all exist. Isn't it crazy? They all exist. Oh, got chills. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> yes, because I remember my mom, like I was so mad that unicorns were not real. And I remember my mom always said, well, um, God couldn't see such a beautiful creature die. So she, he sent him up to heaven early. <laughs> That's what she said. And I was like, what? That makes no freaking sense, you know? <laughs> and so now as my older years too, another thing that I am getting more comfortable with too is why not? 
why not believe in something like that? You know what I mean? Like, why not? If it answers questions, it makes you a better person. You know, you are get, you will get, you know, more evidence to support what you believe, you know, then why not? I don't, I don't really see the, the harm in it, you know, almost just believe for a little bit, do some of the research, see if it answers, see if it resonates within your soul. And eventually I think that it will, because that's what's been happening every time that I feel like I learn more information. It's like, yes, more answers, more answers makes more and more sense than expansion. More expansion, exactly. Um, makes way more sense than some of the answers that we've been given already, <laughs> you know, um, by our families and things like that. Like unicorns, really, God killed all the unicorns. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how mean is that? Like, <laughs> Did you talk to your mom about that? Did I talk to my mom about that? Yeah. No, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been like, mom, like, seriously, what were you thinking? And she probably heard that from somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's because, you know, I don't know, maybe she was just trying to soothe my heart and made me think that that would make me feel better. Um, but it didn't. It made me really think like, how mean is God? <laughs> He's killing all beautiful creatures. What about the other creatures he made? They weren't that beautiful. So I had like so many questions like this, but now knowing that like, okay, maybe they don't exist in our dimension. You know what I mean? Maybe this and that. And when you get into, you know, physics and stuff like that, it's like almost naive to think that there's not something else, you know, um, that is on another dimension than we are. And, you know, as far as I know, physics have proven, you know what I mean? That time is not linear or are on the brink of it. And then, you know, there's other dimensions, you know, we just like right. the ghosts, you know what I mean? Like right. my, my family was saying ghosts aren't real. And I'm like, now I'm a medium. So <laughs> <laughs> there's something to be said about scientists becoming spiritual or, or like, you know, they study the science after so long and they're, they're spiritual. Like it keeps happening. <laughs> I want to talk to these people, the, the people, the scientists that continue to do research within their field and then wake up. You know, because of their research, due to their research, I'm 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 curious to find one of those people. So, any of the listeners, happened. please reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, I I'm totally right there with you because I'm like, man, I don't have the expertise to explain it, but I know that they do. And then mm. I really want to know, like, what was that one thing that really just pushed them over, where they were like, yes, you know. Right. I agree with you. Oh my gosh. It has been such a great time talking with you. I could sit here and talk to you for hours and I am going to let everyone check out your podcast. All the links are below. So I just want to say thank you again, Jane and Helen. It has been amazing. Mm -hmm.